and welcome back to the part-time otaku podcast my name is grant my name is dave if this is your first time listening this is a anime only podcast uh no worries about any manga spoilers here um so let's uh let's just get right into the shout out this week so we want to shout out uh steven or stefan gian uh on instagram for the shoto thumbnail i apologize there's way too many ways to say one spelling of a word but <laughs> so it's like I said, it's either steven or stefan gian uh awesome stuff thank you thank you very much for letting us use the, uh, the thumbnail this week killer artwork my homie yeah it's you know every week it blows my mind it just makes me want to sit down and try and draw something <laughs> and even if it's just like a chair <laughs> you know it's just like i want to feel like i'm contributing to something you I've, know? I've definitely done that like tried drawing like just some fun fan art since we started our podcast journey and it was so incredibly discouraging after seeing <laughs> like we have we featured such amazing artwork over the last i don't know eight or nine months and then I just got like these chicken scratch unrecognizable stick figures, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm just gonna. This is not something uh, like a new project for me to start right now." Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna vicariously live through the art the the, the art skills of others. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so thank you again uh, for the thumbnail, everyone each week. Um, so we'll jump right into the synopsis. Uh, the League of Villains waits for Gigantomachia to wake up as they clash with the Meta Liberation Army interesting episode uh great episode i think yeah not uh you know it's i would say it's in like i don't know the top three of the season and don't ask me what the other two are i don't have that prepared but i just mean like it's on the upper tier i think of what we've seen is that fair to say i 100 fair to say and and, you know it's funny you bring that up because i was thinking just with the ups and downs of this season i think once this is all done it might actually be worth sitting down and like really going through the top three of the season and like mm. why not even like the um, that's the one thing i think in this season there's no one perfect episode by any means so it mm-hmm. kind of makes it interesting as like a thought experiment to break down like what has worked and what hasn't what has you know come above the others but but again to your point this is definitely up there um like any episode this season there's some things that work and some things that don't work you know but yeah. um but I, all in all very very good to your point, I almost wonder if, like, down the line, because, like, I'm sure there'll be a significant break between this season and the next season, I almost wonder what it would be like binge-watching season five, and if it would make, like, some of the rougher stuff a little bit more palatable, because it's very easy to forget that we had 13 or so mm. straight weeks of class yeah. battles. That is true. With, like, little to no exciting stuff. You know, I mean, you know, like, the, the fights in that were, were fun, but, like, the main plot was it pretty much in stasis that whole time and and maybe that would be funner if you were binging it i I don't know i feel like there would be a significant benefit to an immediate follow-up at the end of each episode you know Mm -hmm. because it's definitely set it's you know you could say that about a lot of mediums of of tv Mm -hmm. but i feel like this season there was a lot of like you know we had you know 70 percent of the episode and the last 30 percent was kind of like the beginning of what happens in the next episode especially in like this well specifically like the class battles arc so it was kind of like each episode was purposely teased yeah here's a little bit of what you get you get something not just like a you know 20 second you know ending and then you know we got to wait a whole week it's like they, they would show us the whole thing and they kind of do that again funny enough with this current arc we're going through yeah they um, do the recap but um but even like they kind of like set up what's going to happen next episode like we kind of get a little taste of that you know so it's but, uh, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get right down to the plot. Yeah, so this episode opens up um, giving some history that I think we were missing, or maybe some contract uh, context to this mm-hmm. Redestro guy. 
there's this you know opening narration um basically explaining who destro was the origin of this villain that we've never met he's this guy that you know more or less wanted the same thing that redestro does uh, and the metal liberation army does which is he wants everybody to be able to use their quirks without any kind of uh you know limitations and just like generally speaking society should be uh geared in that way and then uh, he went up against the government and lost and mm. died I think they say he actually committed suicide. Is that right? No, I think he said that he was defeated, and then in prison he kind of writes his. Uh, oh yes. What's the uh, What's the word for it? The uh, manifesto. The manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Um, that book. Yeah, he wrote his manifesto, and then yeah, then he does kill himself. Yeah, but, uh, um, and then he had a son, but he was unaware of that son, and then we we you know more or less assume it's Redestro. Right? Yeah, cue Redestro. <laughs> and thought, then yeah. it was perfectly hammy, which I kind of liked. You know, it was like it was very villainy of mm-hmm. he had a son that he didn't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. you could almost feel like if in the dub version, like just the the voiceover they would have used would have been fun yeah. to listen to. But and then and then they literally put Redestro on screen. They're like, <laughs> we bet the audience will put this one together. <laughs> Like I said, this whole arc is like, you know, it, it's nothing new. Like, My Hero does the humor, and we've been over that a hundred times. But it's it's just funny to see, like, a new group of, like, adult-ish characters and, like, like hamming it up the villain-wise. I don't know. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. Like, it, as dark as, like, these episodes have been and are going to be, they're kind of hammy, which, you know, it's it's kind of a nice change, change totally. scenery. You know what I mean? Totally. Um we go to, is it Deki? Deku? I spelt it wrong. Daika uh, City. Daika City. And uh, the League of Villains is chilling there, waiting. You know, they're running out the clock at this point because they're mm-hmm. waiting for Gigantomachia to literally wake up in like an hour 40. Because um, the refresher from last week is their plan here is to like just lure him there because he's going to chase Shigaraki and they will use him uh, to, you know, defeat or clash with the Meta Liberation Army. So that's their plan, but it doesn't really work because Slide and Go, our mm. homie, shows up. <laughs> Goofy looking character. <laughs> Dude, it's uh. so it's so my hero of them of this like undercover agent with like this kind of like dark, sinister plan to have this goofy, dumbass smile on his face. <laughs> I love it. Dude, and did you see him sliding and going? <laughs> <laughs> Because they're like, he's leading them there. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's he's sliding. Because <laughs> yeah. for a second, I was like, what's this guy's... Qu-? Uh, he's sliding. I yeah, see. Sliding go. He's he's. <laughs> I see now. He's sliding up the road. The rest of them are walking. And he's, he's just sliding. Like, he's never not put a smile on my face. <laughs> I know. The screen, you know, it's it's so simple and so silly, but it's it's oddly perfect. It, well, there's just so... There's something so silly about it because, like, you... Like, when you think double agent or undercover, I know who I think of. I think of like Hawks. Yeah. Like he, cool, cunning, sly. The you obvious know, choice. Actor. You know, yeah. he's 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 got all these utilities in his utility belt and he's able to employ all these skills and infiltrate, you know, uh, the League of Villains on behalf of the heroes. You don't think of like slide and go. It's <laughs> a goofy looking <laughs> fella sliding and going. <laughs> Yeah. around town with like a with ulterior motives but anyway um i digress um he leads them into the 
in the uh, Deca city and it becomes immediately clear that they are completely surrounded and I think they actually say like 90% of the residents of this area is it the neighborhood or is it the entire city I think it's the city so the interesting thing about this kind of they kind of lead into it in the beginning of the episode is like like I think Shoto even points or one one of the League of Villains members points out that so we're walking into a place with 110,000 people mm-hmm. and it's like but I feel like the number that's been used is like 116. So mm-hmm. I'm really hoping, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. in future episodes, but I really hope like Gigantamachia shows up. He's going to wipe out all 110,000. And then it just, the rest of the heroes across Japan have to defeat like the remaining 5,000 um... league. That's, I think that's what they're gonna. I think that's what they're kind of directing towards, like making it manageable. That's how they're gonna neatly clean this up by the end. I think. It, is yeah okay so yes I think that that all yeah. sounds very logical and very My Hero Academia. It just seems like such an arbitrary number. Like yeah, it, it yeah it's just like a made up number. I which, understand yeah. like the mechanics of like let's give insurmountable odds and then immediately even those odds using the plot device of like Gigantomachia. Like a hundred thousand is fucking preposterous. Mm-hmm. Like why That's not a lot of people? Why not a thousand? Like you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it like the math just sort of like falls apart. It's very weird, but like mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that is maybe that is how this goes. Um, as they realize that they're outnumbered, there's a splash screen like the one that always introduces the episode. Mm. But did you notice that it says "My Villain Academia"? I think it did that last week as well. I think so. I think yeah. like when they kicked off this arc, the kickoff of the ep- like the actual episode name was my villain academia mm. now obviously i think this one was called like revival or something um oh yes that was a cool splash screen yes. um but it still says my villain academia in there which is pretty neat i just because like we're still following the league of villains i don't know i thought it was cool i think there is some small irony that my favorite episodes of my hero academia this season have mm. been about my villain academia i was just gonna plot. say i could i could have used like 10 more of these prior <laughs> <laughs> like leading yeah. up to this, one hundred percent. What happens from? But then here? it kicks off, so we get the splash screen, and honestly, really cool cut too. Like the revival, the whole revival thing, and all the the liberation members kind of like just jump, you know, attack uh, the League of Villains. Um, really cool, kind of just like the that still almost that still shot of everyone's like quirks or metas. That's the other thing too in this episode. Anytime one of the liberation members. Are talking and it cuts to their ability screen it doesn't say quirk it says meta meta oh, ability oh that's true and i'm like because they refer does to it, it really that matter way. you know yeah. it just it shows that like they they do discern themselves from differently they from, like, do the rest of society so i thought that was kind of like a cool little little easter egg you know not that it like i don't think it has any major connotation going forward i think it's just a neat detail themselves but yeah. I, yeah exactly it's kind of like the my villain academia stuff it's just the little things they're kind of you know peppering in yeah. so as they're getting attacked, there's this uh, quick cut to Jiran, the guy that they have hostage, or that Redestro uh, has hostage. And he's saying, like, you know, you really don't want to cross the League of Villains, but then Redestro goes on this whole, you know, villain monologue talking about um, how he's not concerned because of these three reasons. And I won't go over all of them, but the, he more or less says, when All, all for One left, mm. um, it seems like their production and use of Nomu's plummeted Mm. um and he's basically saying you either don't have enough or the ones you do have you don't want to use 
And then he says, a League of Villains that can't use Nomu's is no more than a club. Yeah, <laughs> Just, that's dumb. So, that was kind of his... I thought that was interesting because that was... It's opposite... Um, like, kind of a bit of a role reversal because last episode, Shigaraki was kind of like, oh, like, your little revolution. And, you know, uh, Rede- well, Rede- we now know him as Redestro, but he's getting, he got all worked up about, like, no, like, this isn't just a revolution. It's this, that, and da da da. It was just kind of, you know, kind of just monologuing. And, you know, now we, he, him pointing the finger at, at the league, calling them no more than a club. I thought that was, it was kind of just a cool throwaway line, you know, yeah, like a, totally. a, good, a good villain line. And mm-hmm. uh, considering what we had just seen, but, uh, yeah, it's um, also too. It play. They do a really quick job of placing in time where we are, saying how the the Endeavor and Hawks fight with the the intelligent Nomu was had just happened. Oh, like, right. Obviously, obviously Dobby's back. You know, he's with the group here in Dika City. So, um, so it kind of we're kind of catching up to like where we are in like the class timeline. Yeah, present. We're we're getting closer to present day here. Yeah, not like obviously we're not quite because we've seen like yeah. post Dyka City and all that, but it's yeah. uh, things are starting to line up, which is which is kind of nice to see. Yeah, maybe I wonder if we'll only catch up to present day by end of season. I guess we'll have to see what kind of pace they set. I wonder. Yeah. Um, this next segment of the show of the episode, I want to say like this next third. It's almost like the uh, the entire middle mm. of this episode is pretty toga centric. It's funny because that's what we said we were looking for. <laughs> yeah, and we, did we say that last week? Last week, I said both of us said we're 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 well overdue for a toga yeah. episode, some backstory and whatnot. That's true. We did say that, and and you know, if this is anybody's first time listening, you know, we've also echoed the sentiment a million times where I think we have consistently agreed one of the best things about My Hero Academia is their ability to both shelf characters and also just like pull them off the shelf at any given time and be like, okay, now it's a Toga episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the easiest um, example of how good My Hero Academia is at this is the Red Riot episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought it up a, you know, a million times before, but they can just take a character that's like had a lot of like, you know, secondary or tertiary moments and then be like, okay, you're the main character for the next 20 minutes and, and it always works. And this is no exception. Uh, this worked for me. Um, as you know, like Toga's whole storyline this episode, I I really enjoyed. Absolutely creepy. Like her when she reveals oh, her yeah. true face, I was like, because that's the thing. I feel like I've been seeing for years. I've been seeing Toga key art, you know, or like fan mm-hmm. art and stuff like that. And you know, I know she's always been a creepy character, but there's always this one reoccurring face you mm-hmm. see. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just you know people's. Maybe one person did it. People are copying it, and like mm-hmm. it's just being reproduced over time. It's clearly from the sort, like the source material. I should have known totally because it's pulled from every freaking fan art I've seen. Like it is fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, they uh, uh, yeah. The girl she goes up against is called uh, well, I think her hero or meta name, whatever you want her quirk name. Um, she's called Curious. Yeah. And she's uh, she's like a reporter. She was a reporter, and she has a quirk that is exploding landmines. Um, but it, well, she can turn things into landmines. Anything mm-hmm. she touches, so it's a it's an intense explosive quirk. Um, and you know, this whole segment of the episode is pretty much her literally interrogating Toga in the in like a mock interview while she just mm-hmm. beats on her. Yeah. Um, is <laughs> pretty intense, man. Um, Toga, you know, there's like some really cool moments in here. Um, at one point, she at one point she uses like this support item to steal blood from like multiple of of her attackers at once because yeah. 
one theme throughout all of these action scenes is the League of Villains is completely outnumbered, right? Mm-hmm. They've all got like a dozen people on them apiece. Um, so she gets, she uses this item and it like, you know, injects, it's like these, I don't know what you would call it, like... Uh, Almost like, um, uh, like... Like deployable syringes that have like uh, cords feeding back to it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so she does that, she gets a hit, but then <laughs> it was sort of a trap because as soon as she gets the blood in her, and she's using this, by the way, because I, you know, I needed a bit of a reminder of what her quirk was because it's been so long since we've seen her use it. Mm-hmm. We knew that uh, she's had the ability to get someone's blood, ingest it, mm-hmm. and then she turns into them. She turns into their appearance. Um, so it was clear that she was trying to do that in order, probably, to escape, right? To mm-hmm. uh, to turn into disguise herself as one of them. Yeah. Yeah, but then that backfires because it seems like. Um, the blood or these people had been turned into quote minds already by Curious's quirk. Fucking heretics <laughs> or <Right>. zealots. <laughs> these kind of they're like drinking the uh, liberation Kool Aid for sure. Big time. Yeah. Sorry, that's my cat. Um, but yeah, so she ex- she explodes them. <laughs> she detonates them and then continues to just detonate the blood inside of Toga. I gotta say, I was disturbed by this whole thing. I was like. I had like a I have something in the notes here being like it it's a weird feeling to feel bad for like an anti-hero or for like mm-hmm. the villain do you know what I mean yeah well I wouldn't even cut she's not an anti-hero she's a villain yeah. <laughs> I would say flat out but the it, it, it was weird because I'm a li- not conflicted about this because I feel like the toga stuff in my opinion should have just been slowed down a little bit like, I know it was, like, the, this whole encounter, the whole episode is designed to be, they were caught off guard, they're being attacked relentlessly, they're on their toes. Like, I want, I understand why it's sped, or it's at the speed that it's at. Yeah. But I feel like those, like, that exploding moment happened way too fast. It was immediately on to the next thing, and before we could even, like, kind of come to terms with, uh, oh, she, like, my, like, she, you know, she made, like, a, a human bomb, it's on to the next thing, you know? Like, it's it's just... I feel like if that moment would have settled a little more, it would have been kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, these are the people we're dealing with. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, and that's the whole thing. The whole Toga thing, it's the speed, like, the momentum of the scenes are so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I just would have liked a little more time to digest, you know? But then you go to other points where it's meant to be fast and, you know, it's whipping around and da da da. And it's like, oh, this is good. This is like the breakneck speed we want for a moment like this. So it's, you know, it's like, you can't have it either way. It's just, but it's at a constant, like, breakneck speed the entire time. I, I know what you mean. It's like the show needs to give you moments to breathe. And it needs to give you moments to, like, digest what it's showing you. But in uh, it, in the moment, it can't. You yeah. Know, it's it's yeah. like, no, we, we, like, they just sort of decided this is going to just be an incredibly, like, breakneck, fast-paced episode because we want you to feel desperation it was anxious uh, watching it, honestly. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like that, you know, they were probably going for something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of being overwhelmed, like the League of Villains is being overwhelmed. Um, because every time you cut somewhere else, we're, the League is losing. Mm-hmm. And we're rooting for them uh, for whatever reason, right? Um, th- there is this somewhat of a slow pace. I'm curious if this worked for you. They do sort of slow the pace because... Um, they do this flashback 
of a newscast mm-hmm. after you know Toga has her like jokery smile moment. <laughs> we cut to a flashback of a newscast of someone saying that she vanished after she attacked a classmate, mm. and then a student's being interviewed from said newscast, and it's, it flashes to her drinking someone's blood with a straw while yeah. she cries. This is, it, it was funny, like, Leanna and I were re-watching it today, and I was like, fuck, like, I don't think my hero has ever used this much blood before. I, I you know, I, I thought about that, because there's more blood later. Um, they, they leaned into, I, I'm really curious about what this is like in the manga, mm. and actually, there, you know, you sent me this thing about animation that we should mention later, um, mm-hmm. but... I totally agree with you. I have not seen this much blood. And it, they really leaned into the fact that the League kills people yeah. um, in this episode. Like, there are deaths, plural, and blood, yeah. like, lots of blood. Um, lots of blood. <laughs> and, yeah, this moment of, like, you know, it was like a close-up, too. Like, mm-hmm. just drinking blood through a straw. Yuck. I that, really, yuck. Yeah, I really like the effects they use when the whole... The whole uh, I guess part of the monologue or the backstory of like where Toga has the mask on and how like she first like grew the mask and kind of like learned to hide herself in society. I thought the animation on that was stunning. Like just like the reds and the blacks, like yep. you know, obviously using the theme of blood. It's a huge theme in this episode, obviously, um, specifically with Toga because it's like mm-hmm. all revolved around her quirk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like the, you know, like the forming of the mask and the shattering of the mask and like even just the scenes of like her as a kid. You know, because they get into this whole thing about what is a normal life and all that. Yeah. And, you know, because there's kind of like this... The the one thing that didn't work in the scene is the character Curious kind of comparing the villain, League of Villains views versus, like, the Liberation Army's views of, like, what is normal kind of thing. And there's kind of... They're kind of, like, counterpointing almost at, at, at some point. And it's like, I'll just leave this shit out. Like, just, you know, this is meant for the Destro stuff. You know, I understand it's all it's it's why it's there but like you know it, that didn't work but just showing her backstory how fucking terrifying it was it's like a young toga with the bird Ugh. she's like licking the bird and then she finally goes to eat it and her parents like clearly like screaming at her it was yeah it was pretty unsettling stuff like, and it completely knocked it out of the park like one of the best villain backstories i've seen <laughs> by far <laughs> yeah I, I agree that it all worked um i agree with you too that the forcing the like ideological differences between the two groups in the middle of the fight was kind of unnecessary mm-hmm. um we should have probably just stuck on the whole toga thread because like I, I agree with you that worked really 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 well and it still would have got the message across you know yeah you know like i think that there's a brief you know i think there's a I think the audience probably already has a cursory understanding of why these two groups don't get along. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it often doesn't matter because we're already at blows. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to have like a, I don't like you and here's why uh, <laughs> conversation. I'm sure like as we get closer to Redestro and uh, so on and so forth. So I'm sure there's plenty of that coming. There's no need to kind of ham fist it in this scene. But it, it wasn't too bad that it ruined it for me or anything like that. Um, it does continue to get more and more desperate for Toga. She pulls a knife, you know, like she kind of draws Curious in. Curious is like, you know, I would say like that scene wasn't like fun to watch, like, because mm-hmm. uh, she's sort of leaning over Toga, who's been blown to bits at this point. And then Toga pulls a knife. I'm like, oh, she's going to get her. And then nope, <laughs> like she just gets blasted <laughs> in the face again. Also, really cool tease of Redestro's quirk. 
because they what make... What did I miss? Well, she makes a reference to... Um, fuck, I might not be... I'm blanking on the name. But essentially, it's a named something ring. So I think that's like a support item or a quirk that like gave her that item essentially oh like what she uses to blast away toga yeah yeah, With, yeah, yeah. yeah this thing that like she magically sort of appears yeah yeah, yeah. that's someone's name is it not i have in, no in, idea in the league i feel like i've seen that i've seen that name in a, in the episodes recently so interesting okay i, so I was I'm like oh is this a weird yeah. manifestation of her quirk but you think it's a tie-in to i think it's i think it's like someone making a support item for uh. them within the league or one of the members or if it's someone's quirk that that gives them that like um like kind of like momo um, okay interesting so that was like a quick because like there's clearly a name on the front of it when yeah. she says it it's almost like she's using like a like i choose you pikachu i don't know it just it kind of made me laugh when she did <laughs> but um but yeah so Destructo that was desk <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just screaming out your abilities yeah. the typical my hero fashion she's acting like a totally like a hero in that in that moment but um um but yeah so toga eats shit she eats shit um yeah. and then it goes away i i didn't expect it to you know she uh drinks some blood and i'm like what's she gonna turn into midoriya like mm. um i but, had this spoiled from me by twitter ah uh, so of course the split eh? face the split face Ah, uh, what a bummer man yeah um, i i knew it was coming i was like fuck like so on she, the friday night yeah. too man episode was even ah, yet. that's that's a dick move yeah. so yeah it's uh yuraka okacho or whatever and uh you know nailed it i was like at first, I was like, okay, but it doesn't matter because she gets, she's still, there's a shot of her as Okacho just getting hit over the head with a pole, like a straight up yeah. pole. I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like watching one one of the main characters get, get beat to death. This isn't fun at all. Um, but the, she gets a power up in this moment uh, because she apparently could not do this before. And I'm glad that they like beat the audience over the head with this because like, it's been so long since we've seen her use her quirk that mm -hmm. it would not be surprising if people forgot, but apparently she could only steal appearances, not actual quirks. Mm -hmm. But in this moment, she's able to nimbly maneuver uh, around everybody and use Okacho's quirk to make them all float into the so, air. Uh, so. And she gets, like a solid dozen of them including curious she gets like the yep. henchmen that were beating her ass well she gets curious first yeah initially gets her up in the air and then it kind of cuts into which i thought was a really cool monologue by her of like i'm always running i'm running from heroes i'm running for i'm running from the police just i gotta keep running i gotta keep running and then it, it's literally like this dripping of sakuga of her totally. like zigzagging and running you know as she's saying this like tapping people and rising them up and i was like whoa yeah <laughs> like... um then she does the hand together thing which makes them all fall and this is uh this is like no hold barred she killed all those people yeah. like there's yeah. blood in the background it's brief um but there's blood everywhere in the background she killed you know all of those people they, they look like someone like dead. doing a cannonball into a pool yeah just all the water goes up you know it's just it was pretty bloody. um maybe we could touch on this very briefly i think i believe this is the scene um oh you know this is also the scene where she has like the half face that spoiled you oh yeah um but this is also the scene that like uh you know went big on twitter and on the subreddit about it having animation issues um Which i don't completely understand the argument so you know, without seeing that post, I, I thought the animation here was good. Yeah. Um, I thought, like you said, it was like a fun Sakuga moment. 
um, and it was cool. Yeah. P- like full stop. Period. My understanding of what leaked and the animator that like apologized and asked not to be credited and like the um, the the actual samples that were leaked online is that like it was meant to be significantly better and then the deadline loomed and they had to just do a lower rent version of what they had planned. Okay, because I did read this was like they were working on this like right up until the premiere, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, like, that that is pretty intense. I thought it, you know, it's it's a shame because it's still an above average scene. Uh, yeah. it's still good. Um, it's just like I guess this particular animator was upset that he didn't get to do it the way he originally wanted, which apparently would have been even better. Mm-hmm. You know what actually happened? The exact same thing happened with leaked uh, specs and everything. For an episode or two ago, the scene of Shigaraki being shocked by the doctor while he's hooked up to all those cables. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently that's supposed to be quite bloody and much more intense. Mm. Um, it is in the manga I was I saw, and even even the uh, anime adaptation was supposed to be. I mean, if you look at that scene, it's pretty much like a still of him yelling, but his body isn't moving. Sure. Like, it's just the lighting going off and on. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be him, like, convulsing and, like, supposed to be quite dark. Hmm. Um, and uh, apparently, similar deal. They couldn't do it in time, so they went with, like, a lower rent version. Well, but, but it's funny. It looks phenomenal. I was about to say, both of those things I wasn't sitting there mad about, right? Oh. Like, we're only talking about them because, like, the stuff leaked. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I guess you wanted to do that better. This is a different problem that... The, other shows have had like other shows like you look at it and you're like oh this animation was bad this episode Mm. objectively and then like a lot of people agree and then sometimes it gets taken out of control or out of proportion for me in these instances the animation was fine better than average a lot of the time um but yeah all i can think about now is i I think back to our blu-ray conversation we had a couple weeks ago on the post show i saw someone saying hopefully they could do it better in the (laughs) blu-ray yeah so i wonder like that would be interesting to get our hands on you know at least to see like a blu-ray version whether that's the thing too when you buy if you buy a season digitally is it not necessarily blu-ray quality but is it is it like up to date visuals that would be also on the blue man that is a really good question and if any of our listeners know the answer let us know if you yeah, buy a, a copy of anime on uh god i don't know itunes or if you buy a hard you know a, a digital copy does it have up, updated visuals like the blu-rays do or do they reserve that only for the blu-ray hard copy releases because those are yeah. the expensive ones especially yes big time they make a lot of money on blu-rays Mm-hmm. Um, back to the ending of this episode. This is when we uh, so Toga escapes. She kills all those people. It's bloody. Power upgrade. Yeah. She gets a power upgrade at the minimum rank, as if the doctor said last episode. Yes, that's true. Um, we you know we cut to the rest of the, of the league. They're all also struggling with enemies. Um, Toga has escaped to like a closet where she collapses. Um, and Tomura is exhausted. We have to also remember he's been fighting Gigantomachia for a literal month or something. Almost two months. Three yeah. hours of sleep a day, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so he's he's exhausted and, like, suffering from, like, just genuine exhaustion and is, like, semi-hallucinating and, and all that. Um, he has flashbacks um, to the, uh, the previous uh, holder of One for All. Or no. Yeah. Yes, One for All. Uh, All Might's 
mentor uh, holding him as a kid, and that's his grandmother, but he mm-hmm. doesn't know that. Um, there's a kid calling him Tenko mm-hmm. in this flashback. So I think we can say with some reliability now, or probably certainty, that his real name is probably Tenko and not mm-hmm. Tomura. He just doesn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this coming, like more of this. Yeah. I, I want the true story of... Uh, Shigaraki. I feel like we're years away from that, but this is a good little. This is this is a hear something. We'll fucking see you later. <laughs> you know that's what this yeah. is. Yeah, I'd love more by the end of the season, but we're gonna have to see, man. I'm I'm very interested. Um, he's being pursued by a solid dozen people, um, and he's talking about how, you know, he's thinking about it, and and he he touched on this theme like last week when he was talking to the doctor about like when he puts the hands of his family mm-hmm. on him and he thinks about that stuff, he feels sick and mm-hmm. he feels like rage. Um, and then this whole crowd is attacking him and he disintegrates the whole crowd. I love the move, like climbs the, the, the wall, kicks off the wall and just boom, drops them all. Um, but like, he disintegrates people he didn't touch directly. Yeah. Yes. Instantly. And they all just fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Dobby notices this, and uh, or the other guy does too. I forget his name. The guy that can turn people into little little marbles. Oh yes. Um, but uh, yeah, he goes. Oh, that's also an upgrade. So that is a formidable quirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if like maybe he, it's like a chain lightning, but like a chain disintegration. Like if they're all touching or something. That's so nice. I wonder if that's like. I wonder if they're really setting home that these are only moves they can use at like the absolute peak of their exhaustion. Yeah. Kind of like how like red riots unbreakable form. Yeah. Or like even like, you know, Deku or even all Might. like they really got to dig deep and find that last bit of warmth in their body to like unleash, you know, like United States of smash or whatever. Like it's, Mm. yeah. I, uh, also I, I don't want to skip over the past. Like the actual animation of his hallucination was, stunning it was yep. really really well done like probably like the whole toga stuff looked great but this was like whoa it was eye candy to say the least it was tremendously <laughs> i thought it was great too um this last piece feels almost forced in like they didn't like they ran out of time but dobby gets a fight going this is what i was talking about this is like the beginning of the class battles like the the round would end they would start the beginning of the next round Oh, and, I see what you mean. And then it would, like, you know, we pick up from that point in the next episode. So that's exactly what this and the twice stuff feels like. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So it's like they're start, they're preemptively, like, starting an arc so they can just, like, hit the ground running next week. Yeah, 100%. Or, I don't know if you want to call it an arc, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so Dobby starts this fight with this ice guy who doesn't make ice. He controls it. Mm-hmm. And he, like, does some pretty cool nifty shit where he, like, turns the ice into, like, fists and dragons and... Uh, the animation, obviously, between him and the this guy is pretty neat because, you know, nice and blue fire. It's, mm-hmm. it's neat. And anytime Dobby is on screen, it's usually pretty cool. Um, Twice finds Toga. He's freaking out about the whole thing because she seems to be really, really close to death. Um, and they have a bit of a special bond. And then this is uh, the, the episode ends on kind of a weird moment here. I, I was kind of confused by this. Maybe you can mm-hmm. help me clearly understand this. Who attacks twice? Are they puppets of what look like him? Is is this what we learn? I think... Are they literal copies of him? Because that happened to him. Well, no. So the dude... I don't know the guy's name. But, but he, I think his quirk is essentially like... He can anthropomorphize... Anthropomorphize... You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, anthropomorphize. 
Yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, I think it's probably just like <laughs> I, I'm wondering if they're gonna like cut to like a comedy bit next episode where it's like literally like garden furniture, and <laughs> twice is just so out of his twacked out of his fucking mind on his like you know just his mental instabi- in- instability that he's projecting his anger on himself and he's seeing these things right that's what i'm thinking they're doing or it could just be like maybe they can modify the shape of stuff or whatever but um interesting i'm i'm ready i am so ready for twice to throw down but they also make a point of like how important he is he's still yeah he's the cause he's one of the best characters he's great 100 percent. but like so the way they tease that is like oh they're gonna like snatch him up in a second we're gonna, you know, episode's gonna wake up to Toga kind of coming awake and no one is around her kind of thing. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's what they're gonna do, and then we're not gonna hear about twice for like another season or something. So Ugh. I don't, I, hope I don't know. I like I having am, him around. I do too. I I am starting to get the feeling that I don't think this season is gonna wrap up neatly, and mm. we're gonna be dealing with the Liberation Army for like a while. Uh, like uh, we're gonna get some kind of big cliffhanger mm, i think so that I leaves so. this arc pretty incomplete and then that'll be the that'll be most of season six but i'm saying i'm saying in saying that i'm not disappointed with that because sure. i think that's like a really good stepping stone and a little more confidence going into the next season considering what yeah. we've kind of been dealing with but all in all fucking what a good episode great episode man yeah uh i really really enjoyed this one so um, I think that about does it, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we do My Hero Academia every week, and then two days later we drop the post show, which we're going to hit record on very shortly. If you haven't listened to that, uh, it's a much more chilled out podcast where we talk about pretty much everything else that we're watching. So, you know, we cover like week to week Tokyo Revengers, Two Year Eternity, which just had its finale. Um, we, we're both watching this new anime called Sunny Boy. Um, you know, like there's some MCU news and anime news. So all of that stuff we cover in the post show usually drops on Fridays. So take a listen to that if you haven't already. And uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow, you know, support the podcast on whatever social media platform that you feel is appropriate for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.